Welcome to Snooze with Sam. If you enjoy these stories, I'd love if you supported me by becoming a patron. Here you can get early access to every story, among many other benefits. You can find the link in the description. Whatever kind of day you've had, and whatever you're going through, Let's be grateful for everything we have, even and especially the small and simple things. Right now, I'd like you to get comfortable and relax your mind. Tomorrow is a new day. So as always, Lie back, take a deep breath, and enjoy this story. This story is called The Haunting of Castle Campbell. The sixth sense is a peculiar sensation when it triggers. It's always hard to pin down exactly what kind of feeling it is. Is it fear, anxiety, curiosity? Or just the mind's eye warning you of something amiss? Regardless, Here it is, waking you up in the middle of the night from your sleep in the basement dorms of Castle Campbell. You had done everything you needed to do before bed. You'd prepared the family's breakfast, laid out neatly in the pantry, ready for service. The linen was washed, scrubbed and ironed. All lavatories had been checked over ready for the other maids to deep clean. And you'd picked up and cleaned the mess left by candles which had fallen 
from the landing mantelpiece. This was the third time in a month they'd been knocked. You'd warned the little children of their boisterous playing. Not that they ever listened to you. One of the daughters, Lily, always used to ask about the candles. She wanted to play. You'd simply tell her they weren't to be touched. Yes, you'd sorted everything, so you thought. So why the anxious twinge on the nape of your neck? The time was two o'clock in the morning. All of the other maids and servants had long gone to bed, even before you did, and were sleeping peacefully. Have you missed something? You fear so. This family were relentless and merciless with their staff. They'd punish harshly for anything misplaced. For mistakes made. Or any outspoken word. Reduced rations. Sleeping in the outhouse and deducted wages were common solutions to their problems. Just like rules imposed on a child they demanded their staff be seen and not heard. So rarely entertained the slightest peep or request. Let alone humouring any mistakes made by the staff. They had been even worse since Lily was gone. It's still a mystery 
how it happened. They never did find an answer to how the fire started. That was six months ago. You don't want to wait until the morning to find out if you've forgotten something. So best to do the rounds, just to check that all is in order. Leaving your bed, baggy linen night garments, barely retaining any warmth, the cold slab stones send deep chills up through your legs and spine. Promptly, you reach for the dressing gown, hung on the back of the oakwood door. Drape it over your shoulders, and creep out of the bedroom, trying to make as little noise as possible. There's an inky blue gloom hanging in the night. The moon must be out. Picking out what colour it can in the clouds. It's iridescent, universal. Each surface it touches becomes the same vague, inky tone. The corridor in which you walk could be drawn with every hue on the spectrum, yet you wouldn't know. The night feels heavy. You round the corner of the corridor you walk through, leading down another long hallway, busy with side tables. Old family portraits and taxidermy beasts. Like a monochromatic kaleidoscope, you attempt to pick out anything which may be out of place. 
checking for errors. But it's difficult in the low light. On one of the numerous sideboards lies a perfectly placed candle and stick right where it should be. Reaching into a little drawer on the front you pick out the book of matches right where they should be. Striking one on the rough side of the book. The burst of smoky phosphorus ignites the room briefly. You light the candle and allow the flame to settle. Staring at the flame, your sixth sense triggers again. A very uncomfortable feeling. Impossible to nail down. You shiver, a chill shooting down the back of your neck. Goosebumps rise on your arms beneath your gown. The candles. The ones which had fallen. There was something about them that was strange. Did you notice it at the time? You were too busy, not thinking. Even now, your sleepy grogginess still clings on despite your unease. Clouding your vision. One step at a time, you pat, bare feet, down the corridor, faces or relatives watching with sombre eyes as you pass. The doorway at the end of the corridor barely seems to get closer. Merely the passing of picture frames 
and ghastly animal heads in your peripheral, providing a sense of movement. You don't want to look any of them in the eyes in case they look back. Approaching the doorway Beyond the threshold, you can see the ornate, polished oak staircase leading up to the second floor. Although out of sight, You can anticipate the sheer feeling of cold entering such a vast open space. Huge gold and glass chandelier dangling above, hewn from only the finest materials. Great wood panel walls, adorned with a similar array of old portraits animals, tapestries, and carved mantelpieces. And then it clicks. What's bothering you? The mantelpiece. The candles. The landing. Taking a tentative step through the doorway, candle in hand, you scan the room as quickly as you dare, determined to put your mind at ease. Yet all you can think about is the landing at the top of the stairs. This is where your gaze is fixed. Beyond the uppermost banister is the mantelpiece in question. The place where the candles had been spilled. It's all too obvious now 
why this is bothering you. In the rush of the day's chores, you didn't even think to question it. No child could reach the mantelpiece, not without acquiring some long stick or a broom. But the children never had anything like that when they played. All of it was locked away, out of sight. So how could they have knocked the candles off? Thoughts start to whirl in your mind. Small beads of sweat form on your hairline. You need to go upstairs. Shaking yourself, blinking hard, gathering your thoughts. You straighten your clothes and make for the stairs. There's an eerie, hollow feeling to the room. More so than normal. As if every pair of eyes on the walls is watching you intently silently communicating with you. It seems in keeping with your own feelings in this present moment. Sliding a hand up over the stair banister. You feel the coolness of the wood against your palm as you steady yourself and begin to climb. With every step, your curiosity and angst increase in comparable measure. Your mouth dries, a swallow meets resistance.
just a few more steps. On the top step, you crane to the right. Diagonally across the landing, looking towards the mantelpiece where the candles had been. Had been. There's nothing there. The candles are gone. You dare not breathe. How is this possible? Has someone moved them? So unlikely. Dozens of thoughts of punishment race through your mind. You can hear the arguments, the shouting, the belittlement from the family if they find out something is wrong. You ponder these thoughts. Head rushing with blood. And improbable scenarios. When something in the room changes. You become aware of your shadow on the near wall to your right. Strange, you think, given the lack of any windows nearby for the moon to cast it. But then again. Your sixth sense floods and saturates your being like a tsunami. You turn where you stand. Pivoting on your heel. Craning your neck to the left. Back across the landing. In your peripheral vision, 
You see something. A faint glow. A small flickering light. Held just a few feet above the floor. 